on two outs. Grinnell leads 3-0 over Norwalk. The 1-2. Got him. And there it is. History is made. 298 strikeouts. And Grinnell is now looking at the all-time leading strikeout pitcher in Grinnell High School history. 298 strikeouts. Welcome to the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 13 of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network Podcast. A good podcast up this week. We had three seniors of the five seniors on the Grinnell Tiger baseball team, Jaden Gibson, Drew Kaufman, and Blake Hollibaugh all stepped in, and we had a nice little fun chat with them. All that and the sports scores from last week and the scores coming or in the games coming up this week, all coming up on episode 13 of this podcast. But first, let's hear a sponsor from our word, Polly Ice Pizza. Hey there, I'm Joey Polyi, third generation owner of Polyi's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PolyEyesGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyi's Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Maine and Broad Street. Alrighty, once again, thank you to Polly Ice Pizza for sponsoring this week's podcast and all the podcasts this season on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. We're going to get into the sports scores from this week or this past weekend between the softball team and the baseball team. We had a busy week, all the teams that played on the road. Dad, do you want to go into those? Yeah, we went down to, first of all, we'll just catch with the softball because they started out their first game of the playoffs on Thursday night, they traveled down to Oskaloosa. Uh, you know, being optimistic, they won one game against Os- Oski in the series this year. So, you know, and that was at Oskaloosa. So Oski has a really nice complex down there, pretty new uh, sod all laid around. It's nice for the fan atmosphere to sit and watch it. But they, uh, you know, they just come out fired. You know, Oski went right to the guns right off the bat. They had a really strong pitcher uh, put – Scores on, I think they brought runs in on every yeah. every inning. Almost. Uh, the the limelight of the game was with one on. We had uh, Megan Doty finish the year out as she started the year out with a home run. Uh, this one, she knocked it right out and stood there and looked at it. It hit the fair play yellow pylon that's in this left field thing. And she looked to the... The ump, the ump gave the little circle of his fingers. He looked down the third baseline to reconfirm with her dad. Might give the little circle, so that brought in two runs, and that was in the, uh, I believe, the top of the fifth that she knocked that in there. Uh, But that was kind of the limelight of the ball game. All in all, we saw um, good play out of eighth graders, freshmen, sophomores, all juniors, all the way up to seniors. So it was a really good year for the uh, Grinnell Tiger softball team, but unfortunately it did end there. I think Coach Doty put out on a couple tweets uh, just, you know, ending the season with a positive note. I think they ended up at 12 and 19 for the year. So every every year they come in, they're one better on themselves, and that's a, a positive output. And, and hopefully we – get a chance to get those senior leaders back in here just like we had the senior boys in here tonight and see what their end of the year reflection is and talk a little bit about what the their future is going on from there so jumping over to the boys side uh they traveled on to perry on monday night monday night yep they were able to take down the blue jays in a really good 
uh, baseball game. They ended up beating Perry 4-1, to one, six hits, so always good to see Grinnell back on track there. Uh, then they went back-to-back -back on Tuesday night. They went to Williamsburg to take on the Red Raiders. Uh, fell short in that game. Williamsburg got the upper hand on them. I think Williamsburg scored all their runs in the first inning, I believe. And uh, Grinnell just couldn't recover. Grinnell fell short 4-2. to two. On Wednesday night, they went to Nevada to the SCORE score complex over in Nevada, Iowa, to take on the Cubs. And really no problem there. We went to that game. They really didn't have much of a problem. The hits were coming in. They had 13 hits. Uh, Nevada had two errors, and Grinnell took care of them pretty easily at 8-1. to one. And then on Friday night, Grinnell went over to the uh, uh, South Tama region, uh, the Tama Toledo area, and took on the Trojans and took them down 5 to nothing. Um, so really good week for Grinnell baseball. I mean, going uh, only one loss throughout, I'd say that's pretty good when you're trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, and I, I was trying to think um... – I thought I saw on Twitter, and I may, may be incorrect on this, that with that game, Jaden Gibson joined Eli Dunn at the top of the leaderboard with most career wins yes, in school history. Yes, tied for 22. Yep. So, you know, not only having their strikeout record, which is just – Grown, 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 grown. He ended uh, Friday night with 14 strikeouts, which was just phenomenal. So, you know, definitely a, a shout-out to those guys. And also a shout-out to that freshman uh, JV team. They went uh, to Newton and won the Newton tournament and ended their season with 25-7 and seven record, which I think you're going you're gonna to hear some pretty proud seniors talk about that JV freshman team and, and what they have for – uh, the varsity coming up in the following years from them. So that that takes care of our sports from last week. Uh, let's take a short break and listen what Joey Pauli has to say. We'll be right back with this incredible senior spotlight interview. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauli, third generation owner of Pauli's and Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you. Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our PaxPals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyesgrinnellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Alrighty, once again, thank you to our sponsor, Polyeyes Pizza, for sponsoring this week's podcast. All right, we're going to jump into the, uh, the interview that we had with uh, Drew and Blake and Jaden. Um, We'll hop into that right now, and we'll talk about it a little bit after it goes through. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you the pre-warning. So we were doing this live from the press box at Fowler Field. It was hot. Hot. It was buggy. It was buggy, and we had fans blowing. So there might be a little bit of background noise uh, as you're listening to it, but I think you're going to enjoy every minute of it. And thank you again up front for those guys. Let's hear what they have to say. Special, Special guest. guest. Thank you. All right, we're ready to go here. Back in, we're actually in Fowler Field up in the press box for podcast number three interview. This week we made the kind of select choice to bring the seniors in. We have three of the seniors here from the Grinnell baseball team. Drew Kaufman, Jaden Gibson, Blake Hallabaugh. We won't mispronounce his name, I probably did anyway. But myself, Dan Walker, and, and Blake Walker here for this interview. It's been kind of a special treat for us to do baseball and uh Neither one of us were huge baseball fans, but I have to say that you three guys have turned me into a baseball fan. I actually enjoy watching. I, I tune in and watch 
uh, college baseball as we were preparing for this thing. I, I watch uh, Major League Baseball now, and actually my wife kind of thinks I'm nuts because I'll turn it to a baseball game instead of a Hallmark movie now. So you, you have made a change in, in the Walker household, and it, it's all good. So what we're going to do is Blake has some questions for you. We're going to stand the noise here because I unplugged the fans, thought maybe we'd get rid of the bugs, but the it's bugs not going to help. Uh, so we'll get the fans plugged back in. You'll hear the squeaking noise in the background when you listen to the podcast. But first of all, number one, congratulate you guys on a great season. You still have three games this week, all home games, senior night tomorrow night. Uh, and then we have a makeup game of Indian Oil on Wednesday night. And what's the Tuesday night game? Ballard. Ballard. Ballard, Ballard Bombers. Ballard Bombers. So hopefully we can be the Bombers for Ballard on that side. So, Blake, the court is yours. As always, I'll when you get kind of hanging low on a question, I'll ask something stupid to get them going. So it's all yours. All right. You guys have all played on this field four years, Fowler Field. Um, had Coach Stenberg for two years, one year, uh, three years, three years of Coach Stenberg, and then obviously Ka- uh, Kaufman and uh, Furlong. Um, you know, what's what's changed over the course of four years? Have the crowds gotten bigger as you guys have gotten a little bit better? Because if I remember, the program's never really been that well-built of a program. One of you can branch on that. Our eighth grade year, I think we won 10 games, and our freshman year we won 11 games. So when we first started, the program was kind of down in the dumps. Going off of the really good season they had in 2012, but our sophomore year, junior year, and now senior year, we've managed to win at least 21 games each year. So I think Stenberg really came in and helped out the program a lot and changed a lot of things around. Has it hit you guys yet that you're seniors and you're almost done at this field probably in the next week or so? No, I mean, it just it just feels like we started the other day, you know. I remember my brother's senior night, and I was like, I mean, it's going to be me someday, but I didn't think it was going to come this quick. Right. It's kind of crazy. Is it different for the to play in the summer? You know, the school year's over. You aren't in school anymore. Is that – I feel that – can that be a little different sometimes? You know, you guys are graduated, but you're still seniors. What is that? Yeah, I mean, it's a little different from, like, normal sports events and stuff. Like, you're in school all day, and then you go to your sporting event, and you talk to your friends and – uh, teachers at school about the game and but in baseball it's a little different in the fact that like most kids work and then they or they have nothing going on and they come out and play so it's I think it's a little difficult to get crowds but when you're successful it helps really bring people out and it helps give you a good excuse not to have to get a job too in the summer so when you're playing baseball you know there's an excuse where you can't work right, right. now with that being said Drew you talked about getting people to come out so of us being at the ball games, we see a lot of parents. Uh, we see a lot of the softball girls come over when they're not having a ball game. But how do you how do you get the word out of friends to come and watch you? You know, is it is it friends that watch you play basketball, or you know, throughout the year? How do the, how is it? How do you get these people here to watch these games? Well, I think a big uh, impact recently has been uh, social media, especially Twitter, with. Uh, Twitter going on and uh, you guys tweeting out the games and getting on baseball tweeting out every single game and just friends and uh, you know texting friends and stuff also like Drew said social media go follow Grinnell baseball bus rides I run that Twitter page um, 
but yeah, social media helps a lot. And then, like you said, the softball team comes over. And last year when we hosted, there was, I think, an all-time record of fans here at the Knoxville game. So, like Drew said, when you're successful, a lot of people like to come. Yeah, I would say that Twitter has helped a lot within the past, I'd say, two years. And then Jane's, tw- Jane's Twitter account is phenomenal. <laughs> and then it's it's cool that we can kind of support, you know, we support the softball team, they support us, mm-hmm. you know, it helps us out. Now, all of you guys play, I know, Jaden, you play in, in the baseball league, Sticks, growing up. How Do you get a lot of people come watch you that play from other teams? I know different teams that we played, usually afterwards we always see, you know, either parents come and talk to you or you're usually someone on the other team you played against. Yeah, once you get, like, playing teams around the Des Moines area, I know a lot of kids that play for those teams, like, uh, Ballard, who we play this next week, there's three or four kids that play on the sticks. And then um, Sheridan, there's a kid, I don't know if Drew wants me to say this or not, <laughs> but there's a kid that plays with the sticks, and he actually hit two bombs off of Drew. <laughs> but, yeah, there's it's fun to play against kids you've played with younger and to see a lot of other kids that have graduated last year go on and be successful at uh, big college programs is cool to see. Now, Blake, with you having a connection of your dad, obviously being a college coach, early before school got out, we I did see some you know Grinnell College players and stuff kind of cycle through. Do what kind of combination or connection do you guys do you have as a a son of a coach with those players that throughout the year? Uh, it's kind of funny because you know Slat, I've known him for you know four years. You know they'll come in out. We kind of form this connection because they'll come over and for, for dinner and stuff and it's kind of funny to see you know other people like Drew interact with them it's kind of different because you know he hasn't been around him I don't know it's just kind of funny would you guys say that you know you guys have been little Hawkeye conference, conference all these years play teams three four times a year uh, you know they're they're your competitors but did you become are you friends with a few people from the different schools and such be it through baseball and such Oh, yeah. There's obviously, besides high school, you play these kids in middle school as well. But um, there's a few kids like Pella. There's a kid named Gabe Thomas. I know him, and I'm pretty good friends with him. And then obviously the other kids I know. But, yeah, growing up, you just get to know a lot of people, and it's fun to play against them all these years, and it's kind of bittersweet that it's coming to an end. Individually, you all have grown quite a bit since freshman year. Uh, I guess go through all three of you guys where you guys think individually you have improved the most upon and I guess which skill would you guys say that would be on? If you look at (laughs) I guess when I was an 8th grader. You gained 40 pounds. Okay I gained (laughs) gained 40 pounds but um, as an 8th grader I I can honestly say that I was a hothead and I didn't have any clue of what the actual game of baseball meant but now as a senior and I'm going to college next year to play there's a lot that I learned and you know I just have a better understanding of what to do in certain situations and the mental side of my game is at an all-time high and continue to keep growing that. You know I'd say just mentally over the past I'd say year or two the Stembirds have really talked about their mental approach and how in high school they try to improve theirs. And then, like, s- since, you know, we, we get a bunt down or we score, 
doesn't matter if we get out there they're you know everybody's in front of the dugout trying to in encourage us and right. I mean we're just trying to do what we can for the team mm -hmm. one thing I really noticed uh, in Blake He's grown a really good beard over the past four years, and <laughs> now it's a full beard, and he can really get one of those baseball beards you see on TV. Hey, JUCO player of the year, man. <laughs> <laughs> going into all four of you, or all three of you guys going to college, Drew's going to play football to and baseball. You guys two are just doing baseball. What's the number one thing you guys are taking away from playing here in high school in a 3A school, which not the biggest school like, you know, all the Des Moines things, but what's the biggest takeaway going to those universities? It's just hard to be adjusting from like, you know, you could be a big dog at a 3A school, then all of a sudden you get to a college and there's like 40 other big dogs and you're just a small fish in, are you saying small you're fish the, in a big are pond. Are you saying you're, you yourself are a big dog in a no. 3A school? <laughs> And like Grinnell, just being like a varsity starter and then having to go to a college where you probably won't play or be right away, yeah you're, gonna, yeah. yeah, you're probably just not going to play very much. Right. And then it's just a tough adjustment to like really comprehend and realize that like there's kids who, um, you know, are like so much better than you. Right. Personally, I think I'm just going to look at, you know, my career at Grinnell and say when I was younger, eighth grade and freshman year, I struggled a little bit and it was hard to adjust but over the years with time I adjusted well and yeah when I get to college I'm just going to do what I did at Grinnell and focus on little things that I can improve but other than that it should be good. You know looking at my career I only started two years and then the first year I really had to come in with an open mind and work hard and mm -hmm. that's exactly what I'll do at Luther. Right. What is uh so all three of you, I remember watching you guys play basketball from a, being fifth, sixth graders, seventh, eighth graders. What made the change? I, I know Jaden, Drew, you also continue to play basketball. Drew, you, you played all three sports all through high school. What part of being in the sport did you figure out that either baseball was your love or, Drew, I know that you, your love is, is your heart's kind of 75 to 80% football baseball torn the other way and maybe it may be flip-flop but explain to me or explain to everyone that's listening is how do you finally decide this is what I want to be good at or dedicate my time to like I'd say it's kind of what you think about all the time you know I used to play basketball and then I mean just didn't really love it anymore and I realized that you know baseball is my thing I wouldn't say you should focus on one sport but I mean it's just what I fell in love with and I realized that's what I could be the best at do you think any of it has to revolve around what's talked about a lot in your house? Oh, I mean, <laughs> it definitely has a big influence because, I mean, it's, it's what I've grown grown right. up with my whole life. And, you know, just being around the game, you fall in love with it. If you get tired of it, then it's not going to work out for you. <laughs> I mean, uh, people like to be successful. And, like, when you play sports at a young age, you know, I mean, I played soccer and I was terrible at soccer and, you know, like, it's not that I really just didn't like soccer, it's just I wasn't successful at it and I just really, really find enjoyment in it. So I stopped playing at a really young age and I think those are the sports more so I found more enjoyable and was able to find, like, small accomplishments within myself to feel more successful. If you made your choice between the three sports that you played, which one do you would you say is your number one? Um... I don't know. I like definitely like football more so, but 
I like pitching, and but the only thing that sucks about pitching is you pitch like one out of every ten days, so like you're just sitting in the dugout or you're playing first base, and then all of a sudden you get the pitch, and then. But as in football, like you get to be quarterback, you know, every day of practice, you get to play quarterback in the game. So I think that's like what really I really like about football. It's great till you break a bone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. Jaden? Kind of like what Drew said. I mean, there came a point in time where I realized, you know, looking at my parents, I'm probably not going to be very tall. So there goes the basketball dreams. But um, in baseball, if you look at MLB players like Prince Fielder, Bartolo Colon, you don't really have to be in shape and anyone can play. So I just figured with my size, I can put in the work and go somewhere with it. And once I joined the Sticks program, and I was around like um, really good coaches and recruiters almost every night. I just kind of got to thinking, you know, maybe I can do something with it, and that's why I'm here. So you guys, uh, two of you, have held records in a certain sport here at the high school. Um, but either way, you guys have left a nice little mark on each sport. Uh, Drew, obviously, you passed Eli Dunn's record for most yards in the game, which is big. Jaden passed uh, strikeouts from Eli Dunn, so, you know, Eli Dunn's just getting wrecked by you guys. Uh, but what do you think, personally, individually, did you guys leave the best mark on, and what do you hope people learn from you, the underclassmen, once you're gone? I hope they learn that there's going to be struggles at time. I don't think anyone can say that if they looked at my body or ability as an eighth grader or freshman that I was going to go on and play division one baseball but if you really set your mind to anything you can accomplish pretty much whatever you want it was a question again <laughs> where, where do you Only think you. <laughs> do I was you watching him hop out of the field and it was kind of satisfying actually yeah what was the biggest uh, uh, thing that you want people to learn I think going back to like the football program like you know, it struggled for a little bit, and then my senior year, we really like dedication and putting hard work in the off season, especially the off season, and like buying into the program is one thing that I hope I set a good example, and I see this year the kids really buying in, and I think that's one thing that I really want to leave a mark and continue happening. Right. Well, if we're talking about body types like Jaden, um, if we're being honest, I never thought I'd be a varsity outfielder <laughs> in eighth grade because uh, yeah, it wasn't the most in shape. But you know, I. The younger guys, I always talk to them about, you know, it doesn't matter what happens as long as you go in there to work hard. And, I mean, it's just, it's just going to work out in the end. So hopefully if you learn that, you know, you work hard, I mean, everything will play out in the end. You guys have a, I mean, this is probably a broad question, but you have a favorite memory from all four years, whether it be a game or something. Jaden's already grabbing the mic, so what do you got? Well, my favorite memory, and it'll probably be Blake's favorite too, but the savior of Grinnell baseball got a bunt down against Knoxville, and it was a suicide squeeze to win the district championship. So that was really cool, but, yeah, on to Blake. Have you ever celebrated that much? I would say no. I just ran up to Blake, hugged him, told him I loved him. Dog pile. Yeah, yep. Blake was probably suffocating <laughs> down there, but everyone was really happy, and it was just a fun atmosphere. Whenever I see a dog pile on TV now, I feel so bad for the guy on the bottom. <laughs> You don't think about that, like no, you, you really and, don't. Yeah, <laughs> you don't realize how you know, there's no matoxin down there. <laughs> yeah. I'd say I don't know. My favorite moment, it's just, I mean, Jane throwing the no hitter against the Rangowski team here, I mean, that was pretty cool. You know, coming in, just trying to do our best, and then Jaden just shuts him out. I mean, there's nothing like mm -hmm. that. Right. I don't know. I have a lot of moments, but 
I guess I really don't have a favorite moment. I can't really think of one right now. <laughs> Every day coming out and just playing baseball is my favorite. Wow, that, that's a great answer Get, right there. Getting pegged twice on the mound within an inning <laughs> and a half. Yeah, You're a such a trooper. Moment. Going from <laughs> and then catching to, the game when he grab to, over there. Toes to mid waist. And uh, then I get hit in Springly too <laughs> in the hand. I thought I broke my hand, but it, it wasn't broke. No, it went away in like two seconds. But that was probably my second favorite moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, Knoxville obviously a big game. What's the pressure? Explain the pressure for these playoff games because I still don't understand the playoff system. I kind of get it. Uh, but, I mean, the pressure is on. It's not a three-game elimination or double elimination like in college. I mean, you play a team once and that's it. But I feel like in baseball, the worst team could still beat the best team on any given night. I guess explain a little bit what that pressure is that mounts on a team like you guys going into postseason play next week. There's definitely a lot of pressure. Even looking back from last year, that kind of adds to the pressure. But our, the first team we played this year in districts is Saydell, who's honestly not great and their record is – not great either but like you said any team can come out and have a good night baseball is kind of weird like that but just coming together as a whole and I mean the three guys sitting in here right now have been through a lot through this program and we kind of know what to expect but with the younger guys on the team you just kind of have to teach them what's what what to do and what's going to happen but the pressure the pressure is going to be high this year hopefully we can come out on top yeah, I agree. It's very nice, Drew. <laughs> uh, I'd say, I mean, last year was my first playoff game. Right. And, I mean, I, I felt the pressure, you know. <laughs> Being at home kind of helps because, you know, you, you had everybody you know here. Right. I mean, this year I'll realize that, you know, you do the same things that you do in regular season. Right. They'll help you out, like the mental approach, mm -hmm. warming up the same. And I think if you really just focus on that, you'll be all right. Do you think this is the farthest you three have traveled? on a road game because like Centerville is only like 15 minutes from the border I think it was Fairfield <laughs> is Fairfield farther because we went to Fairfield Fairfield is pretty far but Centerville is a little bit farther oh Centerville is farther geography is oh, pretty that's hard. what I was I telling know. I was yeah. telling Coach Stenberg how far Centerville was and he said it doesn't make a difference and he's telling me that it was really not that far so I guess he's a little bit lying to me there but you know I'm sure they'll probably bring the air conditioned bus out for that ride uh, oh I think we're getting uh, I think we're getting a charter bus I'm not quite sure <laughs> is it a charter or a pet uh, either way, we haven't had a, we haven't had a charter bus since Grinnell went to the dome in 2012. So, wow, well done, <laughs> well done. Do you guys think uh, you know once you guys are uh, you know in college and everything else, you're still going to keep up with the team even as you get past college? You know, I I'm not going to be here doing this for <laughs> as long. I hope I'm not here doing this after college, but. Um, uh, <laughs> he's going to be doing this. But uh, anyway, I mean, will you guys still come back for a few games? Obviously, your dad's probably just going to stay in it, Drew, and your dad's going to be over here at the college coaching, and obviously Colin's still going to be here for a few years. So, I mean, what you guys still going to come back and read up once in a while? Well, the Gibson family's moving to Thailand, so I don't know how many <laughs> times they're going to be able to come back. <laughs> like you said, uh, Colin has a few years left in the program. But, you know, this this team and this town have done a lot for me, so I think I'll always, you know, have my heart here and pay attention to what's going on. I mean, we have a good relationships with the Stenbergs, so as long as they're here, we'll always, you know, kind of peek at what's going on, but we're obviously going off to college and hopefully moving on to bigger and better things. And I would say even if I can't make the game, I'll still have my Twitter for notifications on. <laughs> I don't want to miss anything, but, you right. know, I've formed a relationship with the younger guys, and I want to see them succeed. So, you know, 
when they get to this level, I'll definitely try to come back and watch a few games. Looking at the, the core that you guys have below you, is it promising for what's to come, do you guys think? Well, the freshman squad's done very well this yeah, year. they have. And uh, it's kind of a surprise, I think, for some people. But they really play well together, and they do the fundamental things right. And they're well coached, and they're able to win a lot of games, I think, in a few years that they'll be able to make a really good run and be successful. To add on to what Drew said, um, Stenberg always talks about in the playoffs how, like last year at Carlisle, they had 13 seniors, and they were all engaged. And I think we had three or four last year, but – when there's a squad that really sticks together and there's a lot of seniors on the team, then good things can happen. And if you look at the freshman team, they have the most seniors on, or they will have the most seniors on their team if they all stay out. That more than like Grinnell has had in many, many years. So the future is very bright for them, and you know, hopefully, we're not looking too far into the future and we're successful this year. Yeah, I'd say I'm definitely not worried about the young core. You know, they're playing together now. The chemistry is building, and I think them coming to our games will just definitely help them. I noticed last, so yesterday they were in a freshman tournament or a JV tournament, and they finished their season out 25-7, and seven, which, as you guys just said, it's pretty impressive, and we retweeted that out as having a, you know, a great job, but more importantly, it is the future of Grinnell baseball and you know we've got here a couple times earlier and got set up as we do ball games and you know that it is pretty impressive of the people that participate on that team they're not really participating they're, they're have great plays you know to see you know jack a home run out from a JV squad that's pretty impressive and you know still stealing the bases and, and making all the right plays, all those seem to be the right things that happen to be a successful program growing up. But, you know, with that being said, I want to go back to, I think one of you guys made the comment earlier about uh, the Stenbergs, but their abilities to be such good ball players in high school, you know, we talked about when we played Benton Community, they rattled off the statistics of their abilities in high school and then to go on and play college ball does that become a motivator for you guys as players when you have coaches that were successful I mean how does that motivate you I know Jaden I guess all three you in the last year and a half you pretty much had a good direction where you're going but for these younger guys do you share that with them and say you know coach isn't giving us a bunch of crap here this is actually the real deal has that been a motivation for you guys about what their success has been? Yeah, like you said, um, when the coach has a good career in high school and in college, I mean, you know they're not feeding you a bunch of crap. They know what they're talking about. So for the young guys, I know it's it's hard to listen to people when you're young, but sometimes me, Drew, Blake, Gavin, Noah, we have to step up and you know voice for the Stenbergs. They might listen to us, but... Yeah, the Stenbergs know what they're talking about, and the young squad, you have to think, they had a good season, and that's not even including freshmen like Alex, Colin, Brady. They're pretty much JV varsity, but when you add those three to the mix and the Stenbergs and that whole squad that's been playing freshmen, the future's very bright. Well, I just think, I mean, the whole coaching staff, you know, they, well, I mean, Coach B is still in college, but, you know, they've all played, and just listening to what they have to say is, you know, they're going to tell you how it is, and then just listening to them should just point you to the right direction. Yeah, we've had a lot of coaches over the year who played college baseball from uh, Coach Montag at Warburg or Coach Stenberg. Uh, coach Montag, my favorite coach. 
and uh, Coach Jay Stenberg played Upper Iowa, and Coach Furlong played a Central, and uh, we just had a ton of coaches who played college, and Coach Willis who played at Warburg and now coaches at Central. So all these guys who have connections to programs and know that if you do well and work hard and you want to play college baseball, that there's you can and you can be successful. So I guess to wrap it up, um, individually, I guess, who would you want to thank for being your big, biggest you know, contributor and being your biggest support mechanism uh, throughout all these four years of high school, obviously your parents, but is, is there anyone else that you guys think personally just really helped you get over that hump to become the players that you are? Well, I'd just say the coaches that I've had, you know, throughout the whole the whole process, you know, they've always tried to help us out, and then especially, you know, for me, starting with the Stenbergs, just appreciate them giving me the opportunity, and then I tried taking advantage of it. Yeah, like Blake said, the coaches, um, I'd say my game really turned when the Stenbergs came to Grinnell, but obviously my family, my parents, and also all the guys I've played with over the years, they've really made it fun, and it's been a really great five years. Yeah, I think the Stenbergs helped a lot. And also my dad, he's uh, coached me for many, many years and worked with me with pitching mechanics and things, and he's had a huge impact on my game. And plus Jaden, just having someone who's uh, successful, someone I can go compete with every day in practice and uh, have a little bit of uh, fiery uh, competition between each other, which is nice. Well, just going off of what Drew said, I mean, if I ever have a bad game, my dad, you know, telling me how I can improve it. And I mean, that's just, it just helps me out become a better player. What, one thing that I've, I've noticed about your dad, Blake, is, and it's not just you, but if a player is having a, a struggle or something out here, I'll look out the back door and your dad will be out there working with either tossing a ball and telling him, you know, drop the bat lower or straighten the bat out or something. And I just, you know, there's not just the coaches, but I think there's a lot of athlete parents that's been around baseball that, offer it without being they're not being cocky or saying do it this way it's just hey if you want to here it is and we'll try to help you and i think that's pretty cool drew i was going to ask you one last question how much when you're pitching on the mound and Jaden, you can probably answer how much do you really hear from the stands because it's your dad we <laughs> sat right next to your dad the other night in nevada and you would be outside with the ball and the first thing that your dad said, keep your head down, Drew. And then your next pitch, you'd be dead on with the pitch. And then you'd be two strikes and then trying to get the third strike, the one outside, and your dad said, look at this side. Or he, he'd make a comment. Do you actually hear that when you're pitching, or is is it just for his satisfaction that he's telling you something? <laughs> um, I can hear it. Sometimes I can uh, tone it out so I don't hear anything. But, I mean, I can definitely hear hear about a lot of stuff that's said but uh there's a lot of times like i'll be pitching and i hear something but i don't really like if i'm not like i don't really comprehend it too much because really i don't really care what people were saying in the stands and but sometimes like i hear my dad's voice you know i can listen to what he says and think about it and make an adjustment or listen to what coach says but i mean if i really don't want to hear anything i can like not hear anything because the dugouts are pretty <laughs> annoying, the opposing dugouts. Now, Jaden, same question to you. So I've known your dad, well, since you two were basically born for a long time. And to go back and forth and joke with your dad, and, and I have to apologize because the night you had your strikeout, I actually called you 
your dad, Jamie Gibson, did a great job from the mound. So I feel bad about that, but your dad was smiling when I said it. I don't hear your dad so much saying anything about your pitching, but can you hear what he's saying about the umpire's calls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. If the ump or the ref or over the years, if anyone official is doing something that he doesn't like, he's going to let them know, and I've just kind of learned to – deal with that i don't really pay attention anymore i just you know kind of laugh it off and continue playing the the one i can't i think it was actually sheridan he he was on he's on old blue hard and it was it was a ball outside and your dad yelled something it was just enough of a pitch that the ump stopped and turned around he goes pointed to the outside fair enough blue fair enough (laughs) he kind of calmed back down yeah, if you say anything, he's he's just gonna sit back down. He's not gonna, you know, get tossed or anything like that. But yeah, it's kind of funny. It, it's been enjoyable up here with has. with him and your uncle on both sides. It's <laughs> it's been enjoyable to watch all you four grow over the years, uh, and we've had a blast broadcasting you guys this season. Um, we want to thank you three for coming in here and talking with us today. It's hot, it's buggy. We've been swatting at bugs all the <laughs> all thirty minutes or whatever. Um, also, shout out to Gavin uh, McFarland, Noah Reese, uh, their um, seniors. I guess real quick, can one of you speak on what the impact they've left? Maybe speak for them on terms of their years of playing baseball here. Noah has led a very good example for like what Tiger baseball is, what Tiger baseball stands for, and he's just one of those kids who's come out every single day and give it 100 percent and just leading by example and he's doing really well in jv hitting the ball hard he's getting in games pitch hitting and he's just doing his job and i think noah has done a very good job this year and he's bought in and he respect never talks back always respects the coaches and he's just a really good teammate to have and gavin he's i guess you guys talk about gavin yeah. Wait, like Blake. In case you didn't know blake and gavin are rooming together <laughs> next year at luther so we'll let we'll let the, blake talk about his roommate <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, tell you. All right. So. Well, you can't take a joke, so I mean, you gotta relax a little bit. <laughs> good meme, good meme. Anyway, yeah. Um, I'll talk about Gavin then. So Gavin, there's a lot of personalities on the team, and Gavin, he's got quite the personality. But I think you said earlier, you know, a JV kid, Jack's a bomb, and Gavin, that's something he's wanted to do all year. But to have a guy like that who is just here to have fun and brightens the mood, unless he strikes out. Uh, <laughs> unless he strikes True. out, he gets kind of mad, but he just brightens the mood, and you know he's always in the dugout yelling like Noah is, and he's just fun to have on the team. Does Does Gavin ever give you a hard time that he always has to finish everything for you? No, he actually <laughs> likes it. He's, I'm surprised he actually likes it, but yeah, if I get a single or something, that's his favorite because he likes he likes to be on first and just run all the way around. So I, I've never seen someone so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because if, if you up in this corner, sometimes you'll have visitors uh, sit up in here. And, and the first thing they a lot of the, the ladies will always say, man, I wish I had flowing blonde hair like Gavin. And Gavin runs out there so gracefully to do the helmet exchange that you guys toss up in there. And at least all the games we I've never seen you drop one yet. Mm-hmm. But to put that helmet on and fly, holy cats, that kid has some wheels on him and doesn't mind face planting, stealing, doing whatever, but it's it's usually enjoyable to watch Gavin run those bases. Yeah, he's a fast dude, and to speak on his hair, 
there's a few guys on the team that you know if we do make it to state we're not sure if we're gonna do it for state or districts yet but we're gonna get some new hairstyles and gavin be ready he's gonna get some cornrows oh, <laughs> <my Lord. laughs> i was gonna say how are you guys gonna grow your hair out that fast <laughs> <laughs> i wish well <laughs> We wish all three of you. Uh, what were you gonna say, Drew? I was gonna say Blake's beard might grow fast <laughs> enough, but he's coming back quick. That James Harden beard. Uh, we wish all three of you good luck the rest of the season. Uh, we all hope you make it to the state. Um, I know the rest of the town is all behind you guys, and uh, you got three good games this week at home, and then the playoff game over in Centerville. So hopefully you guys, or hopefully Clark can somehow, by a miracle of God, beat Centerville, and we'll be back here. Uh, taking on Clark, but uh, good luck to you three the rest of the year. Thanks for stopping by, and uh, good luck the rest of your uh, college endeavors. Drew's got one more thing to say. Thank you for having us. Okay, <laughs> it's been a blast. <laughs> yeah, what they said. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Well, we will promise that uh, I do know a few people that if you do make it to state, that hopefully we might not be the actual people broadcasting it, but we might be able to set in and do the actual play-by-play and calls on the game if that you get that far. So we're pretty excited about that. I've already worked a little bit of magic there. So we hope you make it. And we want to coach you, not coach you, but broadcast <laughs> you all the way. I couldn't coach baseball. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good luck the rest of the season, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Once again, thank you to Drew and Blake and Jaden for coming in and stopping in and talking to us. Gavin and Noah, the other seniors, sadly couldn't make it out, but uh, we talked about them a little bit. And Overall, I think Grinnell's really going to miss these five guys, especially the three that we talked to, and I think they were all pretty proud of what they're leaving behind. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's definitely they, they are leaders, and you know, even with Gavin and Noah, I think Drew nailed it on the head and said that these two guys, their leadership on the JV team, and even when they get the opportunity to either in Gavin's place run bases or we've got to – uh, have Noah come in and hit a couple times on the, the varsity. They're always positive. They're positive in the dugout, and they're just showing what the leadership should be for the underclassmen uh, as they grow up and support their, their upperclassmen too. So, you know, really good interview. I, I think all of them, we had fun with it. Uh, had a couple times we – we just all kind of looked at each other and had a stupid laugh or a stupid look on our face. But, again, it was it was a great, great time. So, Blake, let's take a quick look at the schedule for next week. We're, we're happy to say we're broadcasting all three games. Yeah, we are. So, Monday night is senior night like we talked about in the, uh, in the, um, pod, or in the interview that we did. Uh, Clear Creek Amana comes to town. So, the, uh, the Clippers are what they're called. But their, their logo, I don't even know what a Clipper is. Uh, but anyway, the Clippers come to town to take on the Tigers on Monday night at 7.30 baseball. JV also taking place beforehand. On Tuesday, they are back here in Grinnell against uh, Ballard. The Ballard Bombers, a really good Ballard team. Uh, it should be fun to see what the Ballard Bombers can do here in town. That game, once again, starts at 7.30, and we will be broadcasting that game. And then on Wednesday, a game that wasn't even supposed to be there was uh, the boys' varsity game doubleheader against Indianola. And that is on uh, Wednesday, July 17th. That is at 5.30. We will also be doing that game. But senior night, don't get it confused, isn't on Wednesday night. It'll be on Monday night. And then Friday, the big game, Iowa. Or, uh, Iowa. Uh, Grinnell goes all the way down to uh, Centerville, Iowa, to take on Saydell, the Saydell Eagles. If they win that game, they'll either take on Clark or Osceola, or Clark, Clark Osceola or Centerville. 
and that game will be to get to whoever goes to the substate game. So we're really excited to see what Grinnell's got this week. Uh, playoff action starts Friday, but we'll be broadcasting all three games on the Tiger Sports Livestream Network on YouTube. You can follow us on our uh, uh, YouTube page. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on uh, our website, I guess I should say. And yep, so www.tigerslsn.com, which has all of our live stream games right on there, and it has our podcast right on board there too. So it's kind of the one-stop shop. Really good one-stop shop. Thank you to everyone who tuned into the uh, Coach Dunn podcast last week. A lot of good viewers on that one. Uh, good feedback on that one, so we really appreciate that. We're working on getting a few uh, guys in here uh, in the next couple of weeks, so look forward to that. But for now, thank you once again to Jaden and Drew and Blake for stopping in and talking to us this afternoon. And uh, we hope everyone enjoyed this podcast, episode number 13. Have a good week, everyone, and go Tigers. Nobody on, two outs. Grinnell leads 3-0 over Norwalk. The 1-2. Got him. And there it is. History is made. 298 strikeouts. And Grinnell is now looking at the all-time leading strikeout pitcher in Grinnell High School history, 298 strikeouts.